What is up, folks? Welcome to Targeting Winners, Episode 6. Darren, how are you tonight? Good, Tim. How's it going? It's going great. We're really excited. We got seven games this Saturday, first week of the college football season, even though it's week zero. So we'll just call it week one, I guess, for, for our all intents and purposes, our first chance to put some money in, get into the action, get on some games. Uh, I've been looking forward for this for a couple months. It's finally time. After five episodes, we get to actually make some picks here. Uh, what game are you going to look at first? Well, let's start with game number one of the actual college football season. It's a good We've place got. to start, I think. You know, the beginning, the beginning is always the best place to start. Uh, so, of course, we're going to go over to Ireland uh, because where else would Notre Dame start the season? Uh, they are taking on Navy in Dublin uh, right now, depending on where you shop. They are favored by 20 and a half. Uh, some books are up to 21. Um, I, I have questions with both of these teams. Uh, Navy... Uh, finally, after 21 years, they moved on from their head coach. Uh, rumor is they may actually try and pass a little bit more. Uh, for Navy, that could mean four passes a game. I'm not really sure what to expect uh, right. from them <laughs> offensively. Um, and then from the Notre Dame side, I can't remember the last time Notre Dame actually had a quarterback that threw uh, a ton. But now Sam Hartman transferred over from Wake Forest. So I'm very curious to see. Uh, what kind of offense they're going to have. I'm assuming he didn't transfer over there to turn around and hand the ball off 40 times a game. So, uh, again, I, I've got a question with both these offenses and how they're going to look. Um, Notre Dame only won by three last year. They do have some defensive line issues. So I don't know if Navy's going to become pass happy this game. Uh, but definitely first game of the season, great game to watch. Definitely want to take a look uh, and see how Notre Dame plays on both sides of the ball. They do have a game against Ohio State coming up in about five weeks. Uh, I'll be very curious to see if they look like a team that can take down the Buckeyes. Uh, but again, just uh, offensive questions on each team here for me. So uh, I will be passing on this game. Yeah, that's a good. That's I think that's a good bet too. Just to not bet it at all. Uh, like I said, don't force a bet. Um, it's, you know, both of the both teams are going across the ocean here, so who knows what the travel will do on the teams. I mean, they're all young, probably not much. Yeah, and I imagine. think they've been out there for like a couple of weeks anyway to just get acclimated to the time change and everything. But, uh, you know, week, weeks, like you said, not forcing a bet. Week zero is a great time to kind of kind of just dip your toe in the pool, as it were. I believe last year there were seven games as well. I only had one bet. Um, so yeah, and with the transfer portal, how it's going, you, you definitely want to take a look at some of these teams that had a lot of changes, especially at the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah. Feel things out, see what's going on. It's the same thing with this next game. Uh, if this game was in week five, I would probably bet it, um, at week zero, I'm talking about San Jose state at USC, uh, USC giving 30 and a half. I don't know if that's across all three, um, uh, I haven't seen anything higher than them uh, favored by 30 and a half. That's, that's pretty much uh, universal so far. I mean, the question is obviously the defense. I mean, I can see I wouldn't be surprised if San Jose puts up 25, 27 points and then when he add the 30 to it, but then he would say, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if USC puts up 60 points, but then you, you just have no, you know, you'd have a better understanding of what you're looking at by week, you know, three or four even. Uh, with this game, I can totally see the score being, I mean, USC, I think, obviously is going to win this game. I don't think that's in doubt at all. Uh, covering the 30 and a half with that defense, uh, San Jose State's offense is not that bad. Um, you know, they're returning some good starters. I don't, I 
don't think they'll um, get blow, totally blown out. They might lose by 17, you know, maybe even 20. I don't think that's a real blowout, especially when you're talking about USC. Uh, the defense is the issue. I can see San Jose still losing, but still putting up, you know, 20 to 25 points. And I just don't think uh, week zero is a good time to bet this game. I'm, I'm going to pass on this game as well. As much yeah, as I'd like, like to bet it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the USC defense is what it's all about. I, I have USC in my uh, projected college football playoff field. Um, you had mentioned their offense. Chevin Cordero, you know, had a good year. 23 TDs, six picks, nine offensive stars coming back for San Jose State. Uh, the only concern I have this, you know, early on in the season, a spread this big, uh, if the game goes according to the point spread, uh, is Caleb Williams playing all four quarters? Uh, you know, do the backups come in and give up a cheap touchdown if the team's up by, say, like 34 points? Um, again, just just too many questions here. These these huge spreads, always tricky, especially in the early going. Um, I just want to see how USC's defense looks here. San Jose State, like you said, not a bad offensive team. Um, it'll be a good test for them. But, uh, yeah, if, if they give up 30 uh, I, I'm going to feel a little more worried uh, about them getting to the college football playoff. Like I think they're going to. Right. Well, San Jose state gets a lot of action and that line comes down to like somehow 26, 27, and maybe, maybe, but at 30, 30 and a half, basically 31. No, nah, I, I don't see, I don't think how that's happening. Um, yeah. USC is a pretty public team, just like Notre Dame is. If those spreads start to go up as we get closer to game time, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I mean, they're the only two, uh, nationally ranked teams uh, play in this Saturday. The rest of the, the field is pretty much littered with uh, with group of five conferences, except for Vanderbilt. But, uh, you know, they might as well be group of five, given how they've done in the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yeah, I mean, these two games, I could see the spreads going up just because, uh, you know, they're they're big public teams. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't play this. I mean, the USC defense has so many questions. I'm sure they're tired of hearing about it as well. <laughs> You're but, right. Uh, Watch them pitch you know, shut out. <laughs> get, you know, get out on the field. Shut, you know, if you win 48 to 7, then fine. You know, then I'm on board. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting my money on this <laughs> right away. Uh, yeah, we got to see what that defense looks like. Exactly. Uh, all right. So speaking of defense, let's talk about San Diego State. Uh, they are hosting Ohio for my favorite conference in the world, the MAC. Uh, the spread opened San Diego State three and a half. It is now down to two and a half. Part, you know, so you do get past that key number of three. Um, reason for that drop, Curtis Rourke, who uh, we had talked about in our group of five preview, uh, who got hurt towards the end of the season, did get cleared, and he was announced as the starter. So obviously he is 100% healthy and ready to roll. Um, again, you know, I want to see how he plays after having some time off. Um, San Diego State offensively, certainly not a juggernaut. They do have a junior QB, Jalen Maiden. Uh, his sophomore year, not super impressive. 12 TDs to 10 picks. Uh, you know, Ohio's got the better quarterback, but, you know, you mentioned travel, something to consider this early in the season. Everybody should be fresh, but Ohio, they don't usually travel very far. So for them to, to go out here, get acclimated to the time change, interesting to see. Um, but again, yeah, in regards to betting San Diego State, uh, if I see Maiden improve uh, first game or two, yeah, they would be a play on team for me. Uh, but until I see if he can step up his game again, I, I can't bet this game. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you there either. Uh, there's, well, the touchdown to uh, interceptions 12 to 10, that's not good. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and 
to be honest, I may, I think I saw Ohio play twice last year. And so I don't really know all that much about him to give up the three point or to get the three points um, on the road. So that's that. Yeah. For me, that's going to be a solid pass. Yeah. Also. I mean, they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're, they're definitely the favorite in their half of the Mac. Um, you know, they, they got to the Mac title game without Rourke last year. So I think if they get there again, they have a good shot to win it. Um, but again, now we're past that key number three. So anybody looking to take Ohio shop around because a lot of the books do have two and a half. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to do that, definitely shop around, but yeah, I, I, I can't do this game this early in the season. Right. Now this next game, <clears throat> excuse me. I was really close. Uh, it's Vanderbilt. Um, they're hosting Hawaii, uh, last year, uh, Vanderbilt won by a little bit. They, um, I think it was 63 to 10. I believe the score was. You are correct. So, (laughs) and they beat, you know, they did beat Florida last year. They beat Kentucky, but then, you know, you look around the rest of the schedule, it's the same, you know, they lose to by double digits to every other team they've played. Um, You know, Hawaii is going to improve this year. This is a game I want to bet, um, but I'm fighting the urge. 17 points. I can, it's still, if I, if I were to take uh, Vanderbilt, uh, I don't know, for some reason, this game is giving me the uh, the spooks here a little bit. Um, if the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up on this one, I, for some reason, I think Hawaii is going to sneak up on them. And, uh, but at the same time, if, even if they only win by 43 this year, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I guess an improvement, but <laughs> if yeah. you look at that, but uh, yeah, it was funny. I actually watched that game last year and it was only like 21 to 10 or something relatively reasonable at halftime and then Vanderbilt put up like 35 in the third quarter and Hawaii was just like yeah we just totally forgot what we're even doing yeah the wheels just fell off and you you wonder yeah fell off exploded there was rubber all over the place it it was pretty bad but um like you had said Hawaii's gonna improve you know Chang's in his second year as head coach people are a little more used to his offense now um you know are they gonna win six or seven games (sighs) probably not uh, but they should improve on their three. And we had talked about this before we uh, started recording here. We're, we're looking at them for next week. So um, right. yeah, I'm not betting this either, mainly because I'm not too concerned about the outcome. I kind of just want Hawaii to get through this and be healthy because um, they have a week one game against Stanford. And I th- Stanford is, is a no doubt fade They're They're looking pretty rough going into this year. And, you know, and not, not to talk about the tragedy with the fires and everything going on, but you got to figure why he gets back home. Stanford comes in a very beatable team, man. They're going to be ready to roll. Uh, right. You know, that, 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 yeah, the needs, needs the something. Game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just want everybody to come out of there healthy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't bet this either. Vanderbilt's at the bottom of the sec. Um, you know, considering they won by 53 last time, I would think the 17 and a half, uh, not a problem, but, you know, you're halfway over that key number of 17, and it's yeah, I'm leaving it alone as well. Exactly. Uh, which one you got on here next, Aaron? Oh, I'm gonna go with a little Florida International at Louisiana Tech, Ooh, our, our first burner. conference game of the year. The Conference <laughs> USA taking center stage in week zero as five of the nine teams will take the field. Uh, Tech's up to an 11 point favorite, up from 10 and a half. Um, if you're looking for something close to arena football, this could be your game as neither of these teams uh, have anything resembling a defense. Uh, Boise state transfer, Hank Bachmeyer. You may remember him uh, from a year or two ago. He actually transferred to Louisiana tech 
Uh, so they definitely have the offensive edge here. Eight stars returning on that side of the ball. Florida International, in addition to their terrible defense, only averaging a little over 18 points a game last year uh, with only five starters coming back on the offense. So uh, the line moving up a little bit does make sense. Uh, but again, Tech with their bad defense, you know, again, I, I got to see something. And, you know, a new quarterback coming into a, a new program, you know, let's go out there. Let's see what kind of offense Tech's trying to run. I think they're going to win the cover worries me a little bit uh, just because of their defense. Uh, and I hate to sound like a broken record so far, but yeah, I, I got to pass on this game as well. Yeah. There's a, uh, seem to be not a lot of, uh, a lot of good games here as far as the betting to, um, to bet on for this week. Uh, the trend continues with um, UTEP at Jacksonville state. I mean, you got UTEP, they, um, you know, they gave up more points than they scored. They didn't beat anyone with a winning record last year. And, you know, we talk about Jacksonville State moving up um, to the FBS. Uh, they averaged 36 points last year. They only gave up 22 points a game last year. Uh, they have a lot of returning starters. Um, it'll be uh, interesting to see how they do in the FBS play. Uh, with their first game, um, getting one point at home, uh, UTEP. Uh, this is another one because UTEP's probably just as bad as they are. It can go either way. Um, I wouldn't yeah, I, be surprised. I looked at some of the lines here, and UTEP's, you know, depending on where you go, UTEP could be favored by a point and a half or a point. Jacksonville State could be favored by a point. Uh, one book's got this game of pick them. I mean, just good luck with this, man. I <laughs> <laughs> I tried to break this down. Everybody seems to like UTEP as a surprise in Conference USA. I'm not seeing it, but you know, can they beat a brand new FBS team? Yeah, maybe, but their quarterback is not great and like you had said uh their wins hey beat anybody with a winning record they gave up more points than they scored i'd uh, yeah this is just i mean unless you're a conference usa fan and you really know about these teams then more power to you but uh right. i i just can't week zero's got to give us something better next year <laughs> <laughs> give us something i mean i love me some you know notre dame and usc are playing why not put them against each other you know maybe, hey there you go exciting, but uh yeah, just uh, just a game that you know, and the thing you know with Conference USA when we broke that down, this was pretty much Western Kentucky and everybody else. So um, right, right, you know, exactly. I, I don't even know what to expect here, but uh, yeah, I, I can't touch this game. This this game is my dog of the week, and I'm just not, just not. <laughs> right. So like we said, but, don't force a bet. That's however, right. However, however, we do have a game here that um, we feel pretty comfortable with. The last one we haven't talked about, we got New Mexico State hosting Massachusetts. New Mexico State, at one time, they were given up eight. I believe the line moved to six it and a half. It was 10, actually, a it few was weeks 10. ago. It was 10. Some one book had it like 10 and a half. And yesterday, uh, it was seven and a half. And I was mentioning to you, you know, if that drops to seven, I think we're going to pull the trigger here. Uh, and it went right past seven. The next time I refreshed the odds, it was down to six and a half and, uh, I fired. So, um, yeah, I, I, and let me tell you, I, I spent days wondering why this line moved. There's nothing that, that when you look at UMass, uh, you can tell me that people are like, oh yeah, they're going to be good. 10 points. I'll take that all day long. I honestly think this is just at one point, New Mexico state was, was no better than UMass as far as their previous seasons. 
But the one thing I did like about New Mexico State, how they finished last year, was Jerry Kill's first year. Not a lot expected from them. Their preseason win total last year was three. They started off 0-4. So, you know, those underbetters were looking real good. And then next thing you know, they win six of their last eight, get to a bowl game, go up to Mackland, play in Ford Field in the Quick Lane Bowl, beat a Mac team as a three-point underdog. So this team actually has got some momentum that they can carry over from last year. Uh, love their QB, Diego Pavia, dual threat guy. Didn't throw a lot, had 13 TDs, but only six picks. Um, offensively, this team is really, really deep. I mean, nobody's going to confuse them with USC, but I mean, you've got nine starters. You got your top three running backs. You've got four offensive linemen, which you know I'm a big fan of, of as many returning offensive linemen as possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And last year they had 10 wide receivers on their team. Nine of them are coming back. I mean, this team is totally loaded with talent and depth on the offensive side of the ball. I do get the defensive concerns. Uh, they only gave up 23 points a game last year, which was way fewer than they've ever done before in the past. And they do only have four starters on that side of the ball returning. But uh, if you're going to work in a relatively new defense, UMass is an excellent team to work it in against. Um, you know, 12 points a game last year for UMass. They gave up 31. You know, last year when both these teams were kind of struck, well, UMass struggled all year long. New Mexico, I think, they, were, they maybe had a couple wins. They went out to UMass, won by double digits. Now UMass got to fly across the country to New Mexico for this game. You know, they have a new quarterback coming in. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. I just know his first name is Tayson. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to insult the young man uh, by trying to pronounce that name. But, I mean, I, I just don't see how New Mexico State does not cover six and a half here. I mean, it's, you know, and it's going to boggle my mind because I'm still thinking the only reason this line is dropping is just because for the casual better, just like, oh, yeah, New Mexico State, they're terrible. Um, and they are, I mean, COVID year, they didn't True. play any FBS teams. They played two FCS teams and they went one and one. So, you know, I can totally get, uh, why people are not, not backing New Mexico state, but this line move, uh, yeah, I, I I'm just not seeing it. I mean, I, I did read something where somebody was saying UMass could be this year's, uh, Connecticut, you know, or even this year's New Mexico state and both of those programs last year did get to six wins, became bowl eligible, but you know, they've still both started, you know, New Mexico state was 0 and four Connecticut was like one and five or something like that. I mean, it still takes time. Um, and I mean, UMass arguably could be the worst FBS program in the last God, eight to 10 years. So, <laughs> I mean, show me something before I stop fading them and they very well could, but you know, the other thing about New Mexico State going to the bowl game, they got that extra month of practices in. I mean, you're you know, right. That's you know, I can't so, be I mean, overlooked either. Exactly. I mean, UMass probably just packed it up at some point after the season. It was like, okay, thanks. But, you know, uh, I like this New Mexico State offense this year. Are they going to compete for the Conference USA title? No. Um, but Jerry Kill's a pretty good coach. He's in his second year. That offense looks, looks pretty legit for, you know, for New Mexico State standards. Um, but you know what? The good thing is, in addition to, to this being our first bet of the year, we can all watch because it's on national television, ESPN at seven o'clock. So nice. Not a, you know, you would think this game wouldn't even be on television, but uh, ESPN has picked it up at seven p.m. Eastern. So yeah, I I I, I got to see something from UMass. Six and a half is 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 a good number. If it got the seven, I might have played it anyway. But 
the fact that it went right over that we're getting, you know, we only have to lay six and a half. Right. Thank I'm God for the line drop because it's just would have been a really yeah. boring episode. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know who who put so much money on Massachusetts that we went right past a key number of seven, which rarely happens. Usually it kind of stops there. Um, but yeah, when I saw six and a half, I bet it before I told you, I was just afraid if I wasted that 30 seconds and shot you a text, it was going to be seven. <laughs> right. No, I'm not upset at all. At, okay. Yeah. Been, <laughs> as soon as I saw, I would have been picking up you. Dude, Darren. It's yeah. Down it's down to in. six and a half now. It's in. It's in. But uh, for anybody that's also interested in playing that game, we did, like I said, we got the six and a half. We got it at bed MGM, you know, standard minus 110 juice. So. Uh, you know, that is bet one for the season. New Mexico State minus six and a half over mm-hmm. UMass. Off and running. <laughs> six episodes in, we got our first single game bet in. Yes. Feels good. It does. I'm probably going to watch all these games. I'm, I'm, well, no, well. I, I believe USC's I'll... on the Pac-12 network, which not too many people have. Yes. So you might not be that, able to that, catch that. That'll that. be, I was going to say, there's one here that I know we won't be able to watch. Maybe Notre Dame will be on. Um, yeah, I don't I think, think UTEP uh, is going to be on. CBS Sports Network, I believe, has a game. I'm sure FS1 probably has something, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Probably, probably is the SEC not a lot channel of, will have the Vanderbilt game. I'm sure they will. Yeah, not a lot of these games are marquee matchups, unfortunately. But uh, no, I mean, ESPN took New Mexico State and UMass, so what does that tell you? But still. Right. I am. I'm a, I'm a New Mexico State believer this year, man. I, I, you know, I think they're probably going to get to another bowl. I mean, the schedule's a little bit tougher, but uh, always nice to start uh, with a home game against UMass. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for the episode six for week zero. We will be back on Sunday. We're going to go over um, our picks, our pick. Hopefully it's a winner. We're pretty sure that it will be. Put your, uh, put your bets in the best position to succeed. And then we're going to go into week one on Sunday as well. Uh, yeah, some Thursday that. and Friday games That's looking right. good. Yeah, we got a couple possible plays there lined up. So, so with that, we are getting ready for some football this Saturday. Have a good day, everybody. We will see you on Sunday.